This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Exposing Washington, American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. I am Walker Wildman, your host. Glad to be with you this Saturday afternoon. Today we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about the partial government shutdown and the corrupt Russia investigation. That's assuming the partial government shutdown doesn't take up all the oxygen in the room. Uh, but we'll try to cover those two topics today on this uh, on this edition of Exposing Washington. Glad to have you with us today. A lot of things going on in Washington, D.C., a lot of information uh, to bring forth, a lot of uh, things to expose. Uh, so glad to have you with me. Before I jump into the news and the content for today, I'm going to tell you a couple ways to keep up with the show. First off, you can visit our website, AFR.net. That's our website, AFR.net. Also, you can download the Exposing Washington podcast on your podcast store, on your phone, on your mobile device. And also, you can follow us on social media. Just uh, type in Exposing Washington, whether it be on YouTube. On YouTube, you can type in Exposing Washington. And then, of course, on Facebook and Twitter, just type in my name, Walker Wildman on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow me there. So many ways to connect to the show. And lastly, I know this is a lot of information here, but we are American Family Radio is now on Roku. So the Roku devices out there, those who use it, I do. uh, The Roku devices, you can now download the AFR app on Roku and listen to American Family Radio directly streaming from your television so a lot of different ways to connect to the show a lot of different ways to connect to american family radio but you know we have this partial government shutdown and i need a it's important to mention we're talking about 25 percent of the federal government that is currently not functioning at full capacity there are are there currently is 800,000, roughly 800,000 federal employees who are not going to work and are who are not receiving paychecks. That is in effect. And when talking about this partial government shutdown, you know, anytime, you know, employees are, are on furlough or not receiving pay, you know, that's, that's, that's not good. That's not a good thing. Now, most of them aren't working, so it's not like they're working without pay. They're just not working. But nonetheless, these many employees are going without pay uh, because Congress can't get its act together. Because President Trump and the left-wing Democrats can't agree on anything, and the Democrats won't even come to the negotiating negotiating table. They won't even come to the table to negotiate. And I'm not talking metaphorically here. I'm talking literally. 
This past week, I believe it was on like Tuesday or Wednesday of this past week, President Trump invited the Democrats, the Democrat leaders, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, invited them to the White House and they said no. They said no. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer said, no, we're not coming to the White House to negotiate. So now the Democrats aren't even negotiating. Now some of the rank and file Democrats are negotiating, but the, the Democrat leaders, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, they're beholden to the left-wing radicals in their party, and they will not even come to the negotiating table. They won't even counteroffer. Nancy Pelosi won't even counteroffer President Trump on this whole border wall fiasco. She won't even say, I'll give you $100 for the border wall if you'll open back up in the government. She says, no, zero, zero dollars for the border fence, the border barrier, the border wall, whatever you want to call it. So we are still uh, at a, at, at a uh, gridlock situation in Washington, D.C., you know, I wanted to play a few clips here. You know, this this whole modern day Democrat Party, they are they are wacko, to put it nicely. They are they are whacked out, if you will. They are loony. Let's listen to this is Robert O'Rourke. Some call him Beto O'Rourke, but his his name on his driver's license and his name on his birth certificate is Robert O'Rourke. And some say that he tries to use the whole Beto thing to try to pull in the Hispanic vote. I don't know about that, but but his name is Robert O'Rourke, congressman out of Texas. Congressman out of Texas. He ran against Senator Ted Cruz and lost. I want to play this montage. This is about 28 seconds of many times Robert O'Rourke, the congressman, the far left, is saying, we don't need a border wall. Let's listen. We'll fight when necessary against a president who's focused on building walls. No wall is going to solve legitimate security concerns. Then perhaps you can be forgiven for thinking that a wall is going to solve a problem. We in El Paso are ashamed of this now, but this is going to be one of those moments where the folks in Germany look back on the Berlin Wall, or the United States looks back on its uh, project to intern Japanese Americans during World War II. Well, there you have it. That's Robert O'Rourke, Congressman O'Rourke from Texas there, and he's saying over and over again, Walls are the wrong way to go. Walls are immoral. History will judge and look back on this, and they'll compare America's border wall with the, the Berlin Wall, with the, the Japanese internment camps during, uh, during the war with Japan. So, you know, but this is all, this is all nonsense. This is all nonsense. And, and we all know every average American, every logically thinking American— I don't know how you think without logic, but some people apparently do. Um, you know, this whole idea that walls are immoral, that is an absolute farce. Who actually believes that? I don't really think anybody actually believes walls are immoral. Look, walls are natural barriers. Walls are natural barriers that, that, that prevent things from happening, and they provide response time. Nobody's ever said that walls are impenetrable that walls are perfect, that nobody can ever scale or, or dig under or bust through a wall. Nobody's ever said that. But for thousands of years, walls have been used to separate territories. Walls have been used for protection, and they still work. 
And so the whole idea that walls don't work and walls are immoral, who actually believes that? I don't think anybody except maybe a couple of Democrats. And, you know, all these these rich, all these elites in California, New York, all these millionaires and billionaires, all these lawmakers that have been in Washington for 40 years, like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and others, they all have have walled in compounds. I mean, Nancy Pelosi's house in California has a fence around the whole thing. Nancy Pelosi's house has a fence around it. Barack Obama's house has a fence around it. You know, so this whole idea that fences and walls are immoral is absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, one thing that I want to want to note is that I'll tell you, here are a couple things that are that are objectively immoral. Killing babies is immoral. And that's what the Democrats celebrate. The killing of unborn babies. The killing of children. That's what the Democrats celebrate. Roe versus Wade is immoral. Homosexual, quote, marriage, that's immoral. Sexual relations between two people of the same sex is immoral. Adultery is immoral. Fornification is is immoral. These are things that are objectively immoral. Lastly, the Democrats, they're the party of immorality. They are in favor of letting drug cartels and MS-13 into our country to prey on American citizens. They are in favor of that. They are openly in favor of that. That is objectively immoral. So the Democrats have no moral compass and they are actually in favor of many things and many policies that are objectively immoral. But, uh, but nonetheless, the Democrats claim to be the party of morality. The last clip I want to play on this topic is I want to play clip two here. This is about a minute long. This is a montage of many well-known Democrats talking about how they are in favor of tougher immigration laws and a border barrier. This is clip two. Let's listen. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. The bill before us will certainly do some good. It will authorize some badly needed funding for better fences and better security along our borders. And that should help stem some of the tide of illegal immigration in this country. Well, look, I voted uh, numerous times when I was a senator to spend money to build a, uh, a barrier to try to prevent um, illegal immigrants from coming in. Um, and I do think you have to control your borders. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. Well, there you have it. That's a montage of guess who all that was. If I can get this right, I don't even have the list. But the first one was former President Bill Clinton when he was actually president talking about how we need controlled immigration. We need to know who comes in our country. The the third the second person was Senator Barack Obama on the Senate floor talking about how we need badly needed fencing we need, we need fencing on the southern border. That was Senator Barack Obama. Then the, the third one 
was Senator Hillary Clinton running for president. Senator Hillary Clinton running for president talking about how she has supported barriers along the southern border and we have to get a hold of our immigration system. And then the last one is, guess who? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, they all agree that we have a messed up immigration system and we need to secure our southern border. All four of them agree on that. Uh, Up until 2018, 2019, now all of a sudden the Democrats are the party of open borders. Here's the one reason, the main reason that the Democrats are now the party of open borders. Because they want to give amnesty to all the illegal immigrants who are here so that they will become loyal Democrat voters. That is why the Democrats have all of a sudden become the party of open borders. You know, just Thursday, this news break broke and it was absolutely glorious. I mean, th- we're going to get a kick out of this story. You know, uh, many of you saw where Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, was trying to cancel or postpone the State of the Union. The State of the Union that was set to take place on January 29th. Now, I don't know where that stands. If President Trump is still going to deliver the State of the Union, you know, on the 29th, I'm not sure where that stands. But nonetheless, Nancy Pelosi, you know, trying to cancel it, blaming security concerns, even though she didn't even contact the people in charge of security to see if they how they how that was going. So Nancy Pelosi sends this threat and taunts President Trump and says, we need to cancel the State of the Union, blah, 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 blah. Well, just a handful of days later, uh, President Trump uh, took a jab at Nancy Pelosi, and here's what President Trump wrote back in response to Nancy Pelosi. Dear Madam Speaker, this is dated January 17th, this past Thursday. Dear Madam Speaker, Due to the shutdown, I am sorry to inform you that your trip to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan has been postponed. We will reschedule this seven-day excursion when the shutdown is over. In light of the 800,000 great American workers not receiving pay, I am sure you would agree that postponing this public relations event is totally appropriate. I also feel that during this period, it would be better if you were in Washington negotiating with me and joining the strong border security movement to end the shutdown. Obviously, if you would like to make your journey by flying commercial, that would be certainly that would certainly be your prerogative. I look forward to seeing you soon and even more forward to watching our open and dangerous southern border finally receive the attention, funding, and security it so desperately needs. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. That was brilliant on behalf of the White House. And, you know, not many people know this, but the leaders of Congress, specifically the House Speaker, that the House Speaker uses a military aircraft. They use a government aircraft to fly around the country and to fly overseas. And so guess who has authority over those aircraft? The 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 president of the United States, the commander in chief. So President Trump trolling Nancy Pelosi, she is sitting on the tarmac in in Washington, D.C. And President Trump sends over a quick letter and tells her 
that she cannot depart Washington, D.C., and that her flight is canceled because, after all, President Trump has control of the military, has control of the aircraft, so Nancy Pelosi's trip to Europe (laughs) was canceled because of the shutdown. Thank you, President Trump. You know, this is brilliant. This is great. The, the Nancy Pelosi shouldn't be flying overseas, spending millions of dollars in taxpayer money uh, to, to do some PR stunt when our government shut down. And this has been the a pretty common theme amongst the Democrats, and that is to skip town, to skip Washington, D.C., go on vacation, go home, go here, go there, go to Puerto Rico, go to Hawaii during the shutdown while there's 800,000 federal employees without pay. This is what the Democrats have been doing. How they've been able to do this without a PR nightmare, only with the help of the mainstream media. The mainstream media is the opposition party. They are the opposition party to President Trump. So that's why that's why uh, the Democrats are able to get away with going on vacation during a shutdown because... The mainstream media has the back, metaphorically, of the Democrats. So, uh, But Nancy Pelosi's not going uh, on her PR trip overseas because President Trump says, you will not use uh, my military aircraft during a government shutdown. Smart move on behalf of President Trump. Changing subjects here. I want to talk about this uh, President Trump's attorney general pick. President Trump's attorney general pick. Uh, nominee or nominee for attorney general better better should i say um he was before the senate judiciary committee this week testifying um before he is voted on before the full senate on whether he should take assume the position of attorney general and of course the democrats and some republicans all they want to talk about is russia 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 all they want to talk about is what will you do with Robert Mueller? Will you protect Robert Mueller? Will you protect the integrity of the Russian investigation, even though there's not any, any integrity there? So, you know, and, and, and disappointingly, he, um, he cornered himself. On multiple times, he cornered himself in protecting Robert Mueller unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. I want to play clip three here. This is William Barr the nominee for Attorney General commenting on the Mueller probe while he's testifying. Let's listen. Are there any circumstances that would cause you to terminate the investigation or any component of it or significantly restrict its funding? Under the, under the regulations, Bob Mueller could only be terminated for good cause, and I frankly, it's unimaginable to me that Bob would ever do anything that... Uh, gave rise to good cause. But in theory, if if something happened that was good cause, for me it would actually take more than that. It'd have to be pretty grave and the public interest would essentially have to compel it because I believe right now the overarching public interest is to allow him to finish. Well, there you have it. And the first concerning thing there is that William Barr refers to Look, and I don't know much about this guy. I don't know much about this guy. He served in the H.W. Bush administration, I believe. Before my time, I don't know much about this guy. But nonetheless, William Barr says, you know, he first off, he calls Robert Mueller, he calls him Bob. 
like that's his neighbor. Yeah, you know, I just don't foresee Bob, you know, doing this or that. That's so unprofessional. That's so unprofessional. I understand all the all the swamp rats in Washington D.C., all those who live in the Beltway, they know all the all the key players by first name. So, you know, I, I understand that William Barr probably knows Robert Mueller and is probably friends with him, which is a little concerning. But, you know, calling the special counsel chief Bob when his name's Robert, say, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob and I are Bob this or Bob that, that's extremely unprofessional giving the situation at hand. So that's concerning from the get-go is that apparently William Barr and Bob are friends. Bob Mueller, they're friends. And so, and the second thing there is that William Barr says, he even goes as far to say, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fire Robert Mueller unless there was good cause. But then he goes farther. He says, even if there was good cause, I'm not sure that I would fire him. What? So you go from, I'm not going to fire him unless there's good cause, to, well, even if there's good cause, I'm not going to fire him. What? Why would you corner yourself on that situation? And I think this is highly disturbing from this nominee, and I know what people are going to say out there. They're going to say, well, Walker, you know, what do you expect him to say? He's got to get through the Senate. He's got to get nominated and approved. He has to be approved by the Senate. So if he goes on this anti-Russia investigation rant, he's not going to be approved by the Senate. I'm not asking him to do that, but don't corner yourself in a position to say, yeah, I'll, I'll never fire Robert Mueller, even if there's good cause. Even if it turns out that Robert Mueller was paid, paid by Hillary Clinton to start the Russia investigation to be the special counsel, even if something like that came out, well, I, I don't even know if I would fire him then. That's basically what William Barr just said. And so this is a little concerning, and I want to move on, but I want to stay on this subject. Um, if, if William Barr doesn't clean up the whole Mueller mess, then I'm going to be highly discouraged, and so will President Trump. President Trump thinks this is a witch hunt. I would agree with President Trump. There's nothing redeem, redemptive or good that Robert Mueller's doing with the whole Russia investigation. It's a waste of time, waste of taxpayer dollars, over $25 million has been spent. We're up, up, up to near $30 million spent on this Russia investigation, and they found no collusion. And by the way, collusion's not even a crime, even if they find it. And the origins of the Russia investigation are apparently corrupt. I've been over this multiple times. I want to play clip four here. This is Andy McCarthy on Fox News, and he goes through all of the corrupt actions that took place in May of 2017 while Donald Trump is is the sworn president of the United States. This is clip four. Let's listen. What happens between the 9th and the 17th is Comey gets fired. That story gets leaked uh, in the New York Times. Rosenstein starts to talk about potentially wiring up against Trump and the 25th Amendment, and then he appoints Mueller. Hmm. So they thought they finally had a case they could prosecute. Yeah. All right, well, there you have it. Um, that's uh, Andrew McCarthy talking about the four things that happened in May of 2017. Just a couple of them. I can't remember all four, but, or I might here, 
James Comey was fired. The FBI opened another investigation, so you already have the whole fake Russia collusion investigation ongoing, For even from, I think it was from like 2015 or 2016, when that started, July 2016. But nonetheless, you have James Comey fired in May of 2017. You have Rod Rosenstein talking about wearing a wire talking to President Trump and the 25th Amendment about ousting the sitting president. Rod Rosenstein, that all happened in May of 2017. You have the FBI opened up this phony investigation uh, into, into whether the president is working for Russia. That's what the FBI did, whether the president is working for Russia. So you have all these things going on. And then, and then Robert Mueller, well, I may have already said this, but Robert Mueller uh, was announced as the special counsel, as head of the special counsel in May of 2017. So James Comey gets fired, and then there's all this activity inside the FBI to make sure that they can still take down President Trump as part of the insurance policy set forth by Andrew McCabe, Hillary Clinton, and all the cronies. So that's what's going on with the whole Russia investigation. And, you know, I don't, as I mentioned, there's nothing, Robert Mueller, the origin of his investigation is corrupt. The origin of the whole Russian investigation is corrupt. It's crooked. And it ought not even be going on. So there's nothing good that Robert Mueller's doing. There's nothing, there's nothing with integrity that Robert Mueller's doing. But all of a sudden, everybody talks about Robert Mueller as if he's some saint. But he's leading one of the most corrupt investigations in American history. Robert Mueller is. So Robert Mueller is no angel. Last thing I want to play here, this is clip five. This is Lindsey Graham on what he wants William Barr to do if he becomes the attorney general. Clip five, let's listen. Well, here's what I hope. I hope you go back and look at why she got away with this. They were out to, to get Trump. They say so themselves and they're out to help her. So I want him to do more than Mr. Horowitz did, explain to the country how it got so bad. I want him to tell us what happened with the FISA warrant application process. How could it get so off base? If there was a counterintelligence investigation of the President of the United States, I want him to tell us how it started, who started it. I want him to clean up this mess. Uh, I'm not expecting him to throw Mueller over. But I am expecting him to clean up the mess at the Department of Justice and FBI. And I think the president picked the right guy to do it. But that's uh, there you have it. That's Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News. And he's talking about what what I want William Barr to do. I want him to explain this, explain that. No, I don't want any explanations from William Barr when he becomes attorney general. I don't want any explanations. We know what happened. We know what happened. I think we need to go back and we need to relitigate the Hillary Clinton investigation. We need people who broke the law to face the consequences. That's what we need from the Department of Justice. And we need this whole corrupt Russian investigation to be cut off from the legs. That's what we need from William Barr. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. We'll be back next week exposing more of what's going on in Washington. In the meantime, stay tuned to AFR and visit our website, AFR.net. God bless.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.